I made my choices, and my choices made me. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Jensen Franklin. This is the first time he's been on the show, and he has a great message for us today talking about how we need to make a decision. We have to make our choices when we are in the right mind to make the choices, not when we're in the middle of temptation or difficult times, but before we get to those times, we have to decide what we're going to do when we get to those times because when we're in the middle of it we can't think straight and we're tempted and we feel a certain way so we're always going to give in so here's Jensen because here's the thing I want you to see now Job at a young age started making incredibly wise choices I'm going to I'm going to stay away from the evil. I'm going to cleave to the good. I'm going to honor you, God. I'm going to serve you. I mean it. I make my decision. I've got the power of a made-up mind. I plan it. I plan it now while I'm strong, while everything's good. I'm a multi-millionaire. I've blessed. Look at me. I'm making some decisions when I'm on top of the world because verse 6 said there came a day. There will always come a day when the decisions we make and the responses we have to God will be tested. When you make those decisions in a church service and the Spirit of God moves, God, oh, I promise, I vow, I love you, I'll do it, I'll serve you. There will come a day when Satan will say, let's test it. And there came a day, there always comes a day. And that's what I'd like to say to the young people here. Why your mind is young. Why you don't have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Your biggest burden in life is what new picture are you going to put on your Facebook? That's the biggest. What is your next Twitter going to be? That is your biggest concern. Should I wear my skinny jeans or should I wear my other heels or flats? But there's coming a day when you're going to have car payments, house payments, insurance. Oh, God, crying babies, this and that. Somebody's sick. Somebody, oh, no, what? Oh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. But you're making choices now that will determine what happens when your day comes. I want to quickly tell you a story, and I want you to stay with me. All of this is going to come together. There's a guy named Carlos Hancock that I want to introduce you to. Back in 1965, he won the sharpshooting contest in the Marines. He was a Marine. Not only in the Marines, but all branches of service, nobody could outshoot him. He could shoot with his scope rifle for over a mile and hit the bullseye. An amazing, amazing marksman. And Carlos was commissioned by the Marines during the Vietnam War. There was, with the North Vietnamese Army, an assassin, a a marksman that was killing some of our top generals and and, uh, military people and killing a lot of our soldiers. And our intelligence told us it was one sharpshooter that the Viet Cong had that was killing these people. 
They identified him and identified the area that he was in. And they sent Carlos in to take him out. So now you've got the stalker stalking the stalker. They're in full fatigue, and he gets out in the jungle, and he gets on the sin and on the trail of this Viet Cong uh, marksman, and then he becomes aware through different ways that they train them to know that the, that the marksman knows he's in his jungle. And now they're stalking each other, and he said one day he just saw a little glitter way out hundreds of yards across the field. He just saw a little glitter in the sunlight. And he immediately swung his rifle around and put his crosshairs on where he saw that glitter. And sure enough, he saw something. And even though he couldn't really make it out, he pulled the trigger. And this is proven fact. When they got the body of that Viet Cong, the bullet of Carlos had gone through the telescope of that man's rifle and hit him in the eye. In other words, the only thing that saved Carlos's life is he pulled the trigger first. It means the other guy was looking at him. Sometimes when you understand that the enemy has his crosshairs on you, and you as a Christian must have your crosshairs on him, the only thing that will preserve your life is if you pull the trigger first. That's why services like this are so important. You have to decide now what you will do in temptation. Now what you will do when everything is saying, do it. The flesh is saying, do it. The body is crying, do it. Your desires are crying, do it. But you make decisions here that determine what you do there. I plan for that moment. I want to finish the story about Carlos. He became very decorated. He saved so many lives in doing what he did as a sharpshooter in Vietnam. They said for his last assignment, he was set to retire and could have retired. And they came to him and they said, we have one more. You don't have to do this. We have others that we can send, but none as good as you. And it's a, and it's a suicide mission if we send them because nobody has a fighting chance to do it but you. There's a general in the North Vietnam army that we need you to take out, Carlos. But we warn you, it is in an enemy territory. We're going to take you down the delta on a ship or boat, drop you off in the jungle by yourself in enemy territory. You'll have to live off of the land, and you will have to get to a field. And there's a field that is 2,000 yards from one end to the other, and there's a small ditch with a five-inch indention, you can get in that ditch, you can set your rifle, and our intelligence tells us that if you will wait, that general will come up from his bunker and he will come out and stretch at a certain time in the day. And he put on his full camouflage and got into that jungle, and then he came to that ditch, and he crawls out there at snail pace, and he said after, now imagine what I'm saying to you, after three days of crawling in that field, 
Three nights, no sleep, no food. He said the only water that he would drink, his tongue would get so swollen that he would take the cap of his canteen and drink just enough to keep himself alive. Bugs, fire ants eating his body. He could not move. He could not have any movement. The field was being patrolled constantly, and he's crawling, crawling through this field, and he's trying to get to this ditch, and he said after three days and three nights, no food. His body was spent. He was exhausted. His mind went crazy. His body went crazy. He began to have panic attacks, and he said as he laid there, and the enemy was all around him, he could hear them walking around, that his mind said, you've lost your mind. You can't do this. You've got to get out of here. But he said the thing that enabled him to go on the other 200 yards and get in that ditch and set up his rifle and sure enough, that general walked out and stretched. And when he did, he took him out. And then what took him four days to get into, it took him four hours to get out of. And he made it back and received medals and retired with great honor. But he said, the thing that when I couldn't go any further, when my body said I won't go any further, when my mind said you can't do it, he said, I said to myself, I made up my mind when I took this assignment, when I planned it, that I would do it, and I'm not going to change now that I don't feel good about it, and I'm tired, and my, I'm spent, and my mind is breaking down on me, and I feel like quitting. I made up my mind before I ever got on the battlefield that I would complete this mission. That's what I'm preaching about this morning. Hey, Job, where's your cattle now? Where's your gold now? Where's your silver now? What you gonna do? You've lost everything. You're sick, Job, and we hear about his wife, and everybody makes her a villain, but, but she was hurting too. She had lost 10 of her children in one day. And when she said, curse God and die, yeah, I don't think she was a bad person. I think she was a human. That was, her, her wealth was gone. Her kids were dead. God has forsaken us. Job, curse God and die. But Job said, wait a minute. I made a decision way back there. I made up my mind. And now my body, my mind, and my circumstances are saying, give up. It's not working. Throw in the towel. Just quit. I can't do it. Because I planned this trial. I knew it would come. And I know my Redeemer lives. I, I tell you, I just can't live it. You can if you make up your mind and you respond to God because in a service, when he knows a trial's coming, he'll try to touch you. When he knows somebody's going to stick something in your face, he'll try to touch you. And how you respond to God will release the blessing of God, but if you don't respond to God, you'll fall to that sin. This is not a game right here. What we're doing right now is not playing church. It's whether or not people will get to heaven or hell. It's whether or not marriages will make it. It's whether or not families will be together one year from now. That was Jensen Franklin, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Jensen Franklin, The Power of a Made-Up Mind. You can also find more information about him and his ministry at jensenfranklin.org. 
Well, that is all I have for you today. Please take just a minute and rate or review this podcast. It would be awesome, and I would appreciate it very much. And also, just tell your friends about it, share it, because it has blessed more people than I could ever imagine. Thank you very much, and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode. Have a great day. God bless.